Up World. Surpass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in this episode. Got a fun show for you today. We are going to map out what an A-plus Trailblazers offseason would look like. This uh, was inspired by a mailbag question sent in by Hayden Tacknick. Uh, Hayden, I'm guessing the P is silent in your last name like pterodactyl, but if I got it wrong, if, if this is not a pterodactyl situation, I'll shoot me a note and I'll get it right. I promise I will. I knew when I saw those two consonants that I was going to be in trouble. But Hayden's question it was just a little too big for the mailbag. Is you know what what does an A plus offseason look like for the Trailblazers, with, like within reason? Uh, you know n- this isn't like landing LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and 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 starting a dynasty. This is like considering where they're at. What would it be reasonable A plus offseason? And to me, th- an A plus offseason is is already kind of maybe too far too far out there to really hope for. But what I'm going to do for you today in all three segments is map out what I believe an A plus. Like if I were to look back at the end of summer and say they absolutely aced it now, you know, this is a team that could compete for a championship. Here's what it would look like. So we will walk through all 15 guys who, who I am proposing to be on the roster with the obvious caveat that uh, not every, not all of these trades, not all of these contracts will be agreed to by the players. Uh, there's 29 other teams that aren't the Trailblazers that are going to be competing in this space. Uh, while I, I, while I'm keeping these things realistic, uh, this is not, this is not by any means likely to happen. Um, but we, I will, let's walk through it together and and find out what an A plus offseason looks like, at least in my eyes. So let's start with the big one because it's the big one that everyone wants to know. Yes, indeed. The Portland Trailblazers are going to trade for Ben Simmons. The beginning of this A-plus offseason starts with the Blazers trading. Two first-round picks and a pick swap in the future. C.J. McCollum and Anthony Simons to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons. This is... I think there's a little bit of controversy around Simmons uh, because of how bad he was in the playoffs. And he wasn't even that bad. It's just like how challenged he was offensively in the playoffs and how like at his pay level, if you can't, you know, if you aren't someone who is going to look to score, like what exactly, um, how good do you have to be at the other stuff to have it work? The answer is like better than he's probably capable of being. But I, but I think a change of scenery and different personnel around him could make it better. Uh, the best player talent wise you could possibly trade CJ for in the league is, is Simmons. I don't think it's particularly likely to happen at this point, just because I think Philly's going to hold out for maybe a sexier package. And I think, you know, uh, two first round picks of pick swap Simons and CJ McCollum is not that sexy of a package. Uh, ben Simmons is really, really, really good and still young and has a chance to get better and all those things. Uh, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't get any better on offense, he's already an elite defensive player. Uh, that alone pushes the Blazers, uh, forward because of his size and his ability to, uh, 
handle the ball. He also it's also allows someone to be, he's a pick and roll partner with Dame. He can handle the ball and take Dame off the ball. He, he seems to answer a lot of questions and with more shooting around him and less sort of like post dominance that, that he had in playing with Joel Embiid. Like he seems, he seems like he could fit better on another roster and you could maximize some of his gifts. Some of it is mental with Simmons, but to me, the beginning of an A plus off season has to start with a trade that looks something like this. Uh, you may be sad that Anthony Simons has to go, but I think you're going to have to add in sweeteners of some variety to get Simmons and uh, Simons answers some of uh, the shooting questions that that Philly has. Uh, for me, I held on to Nazir Little because I kind of think he's a better option for what I think the Blazers need moving forward. But we could reasonable minds could disagree there. So that's the beginning. The second one, the big one that you're probably also yelling about, is what happens to Norman Powell. And here's what happens to Norman Powell. In the A-plus offseason, the Portland Trailblazers offer Norman Powell. I guess it's me. It's not really the Portland Trailblazers. In this A-plus offseason, me, Mike Richmond, uh, owner and control, owner and general manager somehow of the uh, of the Portland Trailblazers, offers Norman Powell a three-year, $61 million contract with a team option for a fourth year. I really want to, like... Um, just just give Norm the for the full four years, but we're going to hedge a little bit here for the A plus off season. From the team perspective, it'll be three years plus an option. Uh, in in my sort of dream world, this would be a declining. We would give a, a declining contract Norman Powell, so he'd be paid the most money in this season and then less moving forward. It would be the same type of five percent raises, just in reverse. But it would be five percent decreases in his salary. So we're giving Norm three for sixty two, an average annual value above 20 million dollars we're gonna just let's go ahead and you know there'll, there'll be likely bonuses in there or whatever if you if you want to get really technical but basically three for 60 for norman powell a whole bunch of money we're banking on that we don't make any other moves in the starting lineup. Robert Covington and uh, Yusuf Nurkic, who will both enter free agency in the following summer, the summer of 2022, we are holding on to them. And we aren't, we are, we are telling Dame, this is a group that can help. So that means your starting lineup on day one is Damian Lillard, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Ben Simmons, and Yusuf Nurkic. To me, that looks like a championship team. You've got shooting, you've got offense, you've got real defensive versatility. Uh, this is this would be you know starting with the the beginning of the A plus offseason is starting with a team that could absolutely be in the top ten in defense in the NBA. Absolutely, even with Damian Lillard and his shortcomings in that group, a Norm Rocco Simmons Nurk group could be a top ten defense in the league, if not better. Like this is this is you're sacrificing some offense, you're losing a lot of shot creation, but what you're getting here is defense and length and the just massive talent upgrade of Ben Simmons. That's what the starting lineup looks like. In the second segment, let's talk about what the bench looks like. But first, let's give out a little hardware. It's the Michelob Ultra Moment. And this week's moment, in commemoration of fake trading CJ McCollum, we will remember the, the highest of highs, the greatest joy that CJ McCollum delivered, the greatest happiness that he delivered the fan base. And that was when he had 37 points in Game 7 of the Western Conference Semifinals at Denver, chased down Jamal Murray uh, to block his shot a la LeBron James. This was CJ at his absolute peak. It was the Blazers at the best they've been in this era. And if this off, if this sort of fake offseason kicks off, that'll be remembered as the height of the Dame and CJ era when CJ was true the sidekick Damian Lillard really needed to get this team to the heights it wanted to be. 
So sure, we're in the deep hypothetical real world, but joy and happiness are still incredibly important. And it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with Michelob Ultra, only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, there's more to enjoy. So remember, joy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. All right. So we talked through what we do with the starters in an A-plus offseason. Now let's turn to the bench. The Blazers do not have a lot of uh, tools to get better this offseason. The way that they're going to get better is via trades, right? But in my A-plus offseason, they make one giant blockbuster trade. They get rid of some future first-round picks. They're super strapped for picks in the future. They're kind of locked into this group. And so what they're left with, because they don't have a first-round pick this year or a second-round pick this year, they're kind of just locked into this group. And they're left as they're going to be an above-the-tax line team. They're going to operate as an above-the-tax team, which means they'll have two non-minimum tools to sign free agents. They'll have the mid-level exception, which is about $5.8 million, $5.7 million, right? roughly, and the biannual exception, which is a little more than $3 million. It's a contract, uh, it's an exception that you can use when you're um, above the cap and uh, above the salary cap line, and you can use it every other year, biannual exception. You cannot use it each summer. So this is what the Blazers, they didn't use the BAE last summer, so they are armed with it this year, and it would be, in my opinion, there is no A-plus summer that doesn't involve them spending the cash they have. So let's talk about how they handle these free agents. The first thing they're going to do with that mid-level exception is throw a two-year contract at Otto Porter Jr. Uh, a good friend of mine who does not listen to this podcast, so he's not getting a he's not getting a shout out, said that the, the sort of biggest market inefficiency in the NBA is guys who were pretty good players who got overpaid and underperformed on their second contract entering their third contract, and that is Otto Porter to a T. Uh, obviously, a ton of injuries kind of set him back, but. He's big. He's a movement shooter. He can ha- he could handle a little bit. Um, early in his career, he was he was tasked with um, you know running pick and rolls and stuff. He's big enough to play a little bit of defense. He can he can uh, play th- he can play either forward spot and he can he can really shoot it, particularly in the corners. He's he kind of is that he's a he'll be a coveted three and D wing. This is why I'm not sure that. Uh, it'll work perfectly. Like I, I'm saying, throw the biggest contract you can at it. You can at him. And in my A plus summer, my A plus off season, uh, Otto Porter Jr. takes the Blazers money. He's kind of the hardest one of the free agents. Like, I don't know what he'll, what his market value is. Um, he made way too much money last year. Um, he wasn't particularly like notable or whatever, but he's, he's probably still coveted. And I feel like he might make um, more money on the open market, but in my perfect A plus off season, Otto Porter Jr. signs with the Blazers for the mid-level exception. Two-year contract, not a long-term commitment, but you're you're getting Porter for this year and next, and you're going to figure out uh, just you just more long six-foot-eight wings. So Blazers, uh, kind of the theme of this summer as we as we go through would just be like more chances to play small. That's that is uh, that that or or smaller, you know, six foot eight, more chances to play like-sized wings. Build the whole boat out of wings. That that's kind of the theme of this summer. Speaking of those wings. In my A-plus summer, Derek Jones Jr. opts in. He says, why not? Why not? I'm opting in. I'm, I'm excited to play for Chauncey Billups. I'm excited to play on this team. Uh, I didn't 
me and the coaching staff didn't mesh last year, but this year it's going to work and I'm back in. So Derek Jones Jr. picks up his player option for just south of $10 million. He's back on board and the Blazers are happy to have his uh, his defensive versatility, hoping that uh, a new coaching staff can sort of get a little bit more out of him and find a little bit more offense. Because really he, he wasn't much of an offensive player and his strength was a problem on defense, but, but, but it seems reasonable that a, a different scheme on both sides of the ball could get more out of Derek Jones Jr. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe not a big believer in him being like a long-term starter in the league, but um, can if you're asking me, like, can he help? Yeah, I, I think Derek Jones Jr. is someone who can help. So he opts in, part of the A-plus offseason. Now, so we've used the mid-level exception. We've got Derek Jones Jr. to opt in. The next thing we need to do is use that biannual exception. We're going to use it on Austin Rivers. And y'all, Austin Rivers is the author of my f- least favorite basketball moment. Uh, if you know where he went to school, you can probably figure out what happened. But he's a good basketball player. He's probably not, um, you know, he's got some real limitations, but he's he's tough as nails. He plays really hard. Um, he's incredibly streaky, and when he gets hot, he can really shoot it. Other times, he can really shoot bricks. But uh, he can play a little bit of point guard, even though he's probably better as a two. But he can operate. Um, he can guard ones and twos. You, you know what you're going to get out of him on defense because he's just going to bring it. Um, I'm a fan of what, of, of, I have come to really respect his game. <laughs> Fan might be too far, quite frankly, but I really respect his game. I really, really do. Um, I think um, for for at the biannual exception, I think you can do a lot worse than Austin Rivers. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't making that kind of money in Denver, and he was pretty darn effective for them down the stretch of the season and into the playoffs against your Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I'm I'm a believer in what Rivers can bring in a limited role, and I'm envisioning him playing a limited role as sort of the backup point guard, although. Uh, he will sh- they'll shift some duties around ball handling duties um, because Simmons can play point guard you can stagger him and Damian Lillard in this in this uh, fantasy world so it doesn't matter as much if you don't have a nominal backup point guard on the second unit included in the second unit we're staying big and Nazir Little is going to step into a major role next year as a, as a three or a four um, with Derek Jones Jr. playing kind of a hybrid two you know guarding twos on defense but maybe playing as a four on offense like he's he, uh, he's just going to be a, a positionless uh, length that we're going to add. Uh, Otto, Porter, Otto Porter Jr. and Nazir Little playing interchangeable 3-4. That's a lot of length. I, I really like that idea of a lot of length. This is the A-plus summer I'm talking about. And then backup center, a position I think um, that Ennis Cantor filled admirably. Like, he was good at that spot. It's just he doesn't – He's his defensive limitations don't maximize what you need um, at the highest levels of basketball if you're going to have Damian Lillard as your best player. I also think um, while while Ennis Cantor was good, the, probably the best offensive backup center in the league last year. I think spending a bunch of money as a backup center is not a useful approach. Like I think you'd rather go. I think you can go cheap at that spot and get sort of like reasonable production. So for going cheap and getting reasonable production in my A plus offseason, the Blazers backup center is going to be Alex Len, signed to a minimum contract in this A plus summer. Uh, Alex Len, your backup center. Uh, the Blazers are going to need another rim protector. They just need more depth at center. Uh, I think they can go small. Like, I think they can play Rocco at center and Derek Jones. And with Otto Porter Jr. and Derek Jones and Nas, I think they can go small a bunch, and I want to do that. But during the regular season, having the ability to play traditional size centers is really valuable. And Alex Len, at the minimum, is going to round out that second unit. So now you've got Dame, Norm, Rocco, Ben Simmons, Nurk. Off the bench, Austin Rivers, Otto Porter Jr., Derek Jones Jr., Nazir Little, 
and Alex Len. That's 10 deep if they want to go 10 deep. That's a pretty good 10. Is that a championship level 10? You're getting... You're getting closer. You're, you're, you're getting closer with all that length and shooting and still defensive versatility off the bench. I think you're getting closer to what is an A-plus summer. Now we got to get to the end of the bench, and that's what we'll do in the third segment. How do you round out this roster when you're talking about minimum guys you can add to continue to make this team a threat? That's what we'll do to close out the show. The A-plus summer, the final five spots on the roster. But before we get there... We got to talk about rockauto.com. You can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. That's just, that's that's it. That's what you're going to do. You don't have to spend more at other places. And that will happen. If you're going to chain stores or the car dealership, you might find yourself spending 30%, 50%, or even 100% more. Take, for instance, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump. You got your minivan. You're looking for a fuel pump. At a chain store, that's going to run you $353. And at rockauto.com right now, $216. That's real savings. Because Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. It's what they do. The prices are reliably low, and they're reliably low for every customer. So go to their easy-to-use website today. Find a solution for your auto part needs. That's rockauto.com. Go there right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. We've run through the A plus offseason, the starters, the bench. We're now 10 deep. And now it's about adding depth. And in quality depth, I'm sticking with my theme. I want defense and length. C.J. Ellaby remains on that team for quality depth. He's the Blazers' second-round pick. He's still under contract. He's not going anywhere, so he's still here. Welcome to the team, C.J. Ellaby. Blazers have a track record of having guys sit for almost two full seasons and really, like, um, popping in in year three. Alan Crabb did it. Pat Connaughton did it. Gary Trent Jr. sort of did it after, like, the break in his second year and then the bubble um, explosion. Like, the Blazers have their their player development incubator turns – folks into NBA contributors. Jake Lehman from from a from a non-contributor to an NBA contributor on that same kind of timeline. This is it's it's what they do. It's an approach they've believed in. Uh some of that has to be the way sort of Terry Stotts uses guys. He doesn't trust young guys as much. So uh it might change under Chauncey Billups, but uh I wouldn't be I don't think that CJ LB is going to be much of a contributor next season, but there's no reason to sort of punt on him yet because uh the Blazers have a pretty good track record of getting second round finding second round picks who turn out to be NBA players. Uh, they they just they just do. And if you find a guy in the second round who can play in the league, you did a good job. CJ Ellaby uh, certainly has the potential to be another one of those good job type of draft picks. But then you got to add some more players. And one of the more players we're going to add to back half of the rotation is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Uh, I thought Rondé Hollis Jefferson had an outside chance to start for the Minnesota Timberwolves when training camp started last year. And then he was cut. And then he was out of the league until the Blazers signed him to a couple 10 days and then for an end of the year contract at, to close the season or of like a, a full full contract to close the season. He ended up being part of the playoff rotation when Ennis Cantor couldn't cut it. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson struggles on offense. He just doesn't even look to shoot at the rim. Um, but he can pass a little bit. He's strong. He can rebound. He plays hard. He can defend. Like, um, I, I, 
for bench depth, I like what he brings. And that's why, you know, if you're talking about sort of the 11th guy on the team, the 11th guy is kind of perfect for what I view uh, Ronnie Hells Jefferson as. So he will be, you know, coming back on a minimum deal in this A-plus summer. In addition to Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, other guys coming back on the minimum deal to, to round out the roster include David Nwaba, who's like a, a wing who has dealt with a bunch of injuries. He um, he had an, he tore his Achilles, and then last year he missed a bunch of time with a wrist injury and couldn't kind of um, just couldn't stay in Houston's lineup. So it's obviously a risk here. But when he plays, I really like Nwaba. I think he can guard two, three, and four really well um, for sort of end of the bench contributors. I think this is a great type of person to take a flyer on. So a minimum deal uh, for David Nwaba. That's that is continuing the A plus off season. And then I, I then I've then I'm going to sign Tony Bradley. Uh, this is sort of balance. You know, you you talk how, you talk about how good Austin Rivers is. You got to add a former champion from the University of North Carolina. That's an A plus off season in my book. Since I'm the owner and GM of the Blazers in this fantasy land, our third center um, that the Blazers add in this A plus off season is Tony Bradley. Uh, still young, uh, you know, probably has real limitations as 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 a defender and an offensive player, but a really good rebounder and he's big. Uh, I think you can do worse for a third center in the league, and he has a chance to be a better basketball player just because of his age. He spent four years in the league, and he's and he's he'll doesn't turn twenty four until January. Like he's, uh, you know, he's he's a good mix of like having seen seen the NBA for what it is, and and uh, was was a somewhat of a contributor with Utah in in his uh in his second season or excuse me in his third season. He was uh he was pretty good for an OKC team in terms of just like putting up numbers. Tony Bradley had had those moments where he really put up numbers for OKC. Hard to tell, hard to tell what that meant for the Thunder team last year. But uh, as a third center, I really like him. I, obvious bias here but this is a plus summer and it's my a plus summer the final roster spot that's 14 guys after you keep cj will be add david waba re-sign ronda hellis jefferson and add tony bradley that you're up you're up to 14 uh the blazers 15th spot i kind of agonized over this more than i should uh and i've come down to three names and i'll, I'll we'll talk through them and then tell you where i land so the three names are mike james portland native um a scoring guard um who can who can he can he doesn't do much else in the league but he can score in the league and that's a valuable skill and um you know if if Austin Rivers isn't that guy adding and and you don't have a lot of individual offense from say Otto Porter or or Derek Jones or Nas um adding Mike James, like a guy who can go get a bucket could be valuable in the second unit. And I think you kind of, to balance out sort of the mostly defense and length I've prioritized, uh, Mike James is an, uh, Mike James is, is a name that I've thrown on there. The problem is I don't know if Mike James will take a minimum deal and sort of like a non-rotational spot as this would offer. This would be like, Hey, Mike James, you can compete to be the 11th guy. Um, he could conceivably go back to Europe, make more money, and have a much larger role. Um, it seems like he wanted to play in the league, and obviously he's in a really good, on a really good team in Brooklyn. So, one of the reasons I haven't just pegged James in here, who's who's become my first choice, is because I I wanted to keep this realistic. Hayden asked for realistic A plus. I'm not sure. Just say add Mike James to the very end of the bench as a realistic A plus. It's close though, and if this team has Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard, you kind of you get that benefit of the doubt from minimum guys. The other names I considered is another Brooklyn uh, backup point guard is Chris Chioza. I think he will take a minimum uh, minimum spot. I think he is like that perfect third guard, third point guard. Like I think that's fine. Um, he could help. He's he's had his moments in the league where he looks like he could be a long term contributor. He's had moments in the league where he does he looks like he doesn't belong. But Chioza is he's 
like he's just like a he's the perfect role for this third point guard like that's what he is in the league uh 14th guy kind of uh not part of the rotation but if he were part of the rotation it wouldn't be a panic um he was he was the name he's the other name on the list and the third name i have on the list is avery is avery bradley uh you know a a, a pretty good contributor on the Lakers two years ago. Um, not much of a contributor when he, when he landed on the Rockets this season. Um, it's, he's 30 years old. Um, he's kind of been trending in the wrong direction over the last couple years after he was an elite, elite defender in his, in his middle twenties. Um, he's not that anymore, but he can play a little bit of point guard. He can play a little bit of two. Um, that's veteran presence for the back half of the roster. So I think where I've landed is Avery Bradley as a minimum contract. Yoza is 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 maybe more pure point guard. Mike James is the best of those three in terms of I think what the roster needs, like uh, shot creation and a guy who can go score with the back half of that uh, towards the back half of the rotation or just out of the rotation some nights. But uh, I'm not sure you're going to get Mike James on the minimum. Uh, maybe returning home has some has some shine to it, but guys want to play, so I don't want to just I don't want to peg him as as just taking it taking that hometown discount and not playing. So. I, I think I've landed on Avery Bradley with some concerns. So that's where that's an A plus offseason. Let's run through all 15 guys. Damian Lillard, re-sign Norman Powell, Robert Covington, trade for Ben Simmons, keep use of Nurkic, sign Austin Rivers, sign Otto Porter Jr. Derek Jones Jr. chooses to return. Nazir Little's back. You sign Alex Len. C.J. Ellaby's back. You sign David Nwaba. You re-sign Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. You sign Tony Bradley. And then you add Avery Bradley to be your veteran presence on the end of a bench for a team that can compete for a championship. That's your A-plus summer. How realistic is this? Not very. (laughs) I think there's a good chance none of this happens. In fact, I will bet there's like a 75% chance not a single one of these things happens. It may be higher, maybe like 80% chance, 90% chance not a single one of these things happen. But I was tasked by dear listener Hayden to build an A-plus summer. And if the Blazers did this, specifically this, I don't think I could become, I don't think I could give them anything short of an A-plus when the season starts back up in September, when training camp starts back up in September. If this is what it looks like, if that's your group, this will get an A-plus from me. Listen, many of you have sent me your off-season plans. Shoot me your A-plus summer. LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com is the address. Shoot me your, shoot me your A-plus summer. If I, I will, I'll read all of them. If I find an A-plus summer, an A-plus off-season that's better than this one I constructed, we will, uh, I will, I'll bring it to the podcast and share it as its own segment as, as your A-plus summer. So if you, if you do this same exercise, you've got to you know, work within the rules of the salary cap. You've got to be realistic. Uh, You've, you know, try to operate under the similar parameters that Hayden gave me and I operated under here. Uh, obviously, you can you can kind of assume that uh, Otto Porter Jr. Will, ta- will take a relative discount with the mid-level exception or whatever it is. Like, operate in, operate in reality, even in your fantastical world, but operate within, within the, the sort of the realm of possibility and I will share your A-plus summers. Sometime last week, I asked uh, for for you to submit a uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and many, 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 many of you did. Uh, I don't know how many, but like 10 or 15 or so. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. That is um, the best way to have the podcast, get the podcast some more visibility, uh, help me grow the show. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, it, it helps the algorithm. People see lots of reviews and lots of five-star reviews, and they say, hey, this is worth checking out. 
So I really appreciate all of you who did that. If you don't want to write a podcast review, that's cool. Um, <laughs> you can tell your friends this is a five-star podcast. Just say, hey, you like the Trailblazers. I like the Trailblazers. This is a podcast I really enjoy, and it comes out every day of the week. Just tell them to look for Locked on Blazers wherever they already get podcasts. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.